Hello and welcome to another episode of Our Athletes. My name is Michael Rosiel and I'm the host of the show where I get to have conversations with Olympic athletes and hopefuls on their story and path to the Games. Today we have Madison Cox of USA Swimming Olympic hopeful. Madison has an absolutely amazing story. Um, a lot of ups and some of the worst downs that you could ever possibly think of. Um, Madison was a 12-time Big 12 champion, two-time Big 12 member of the year, seven-time international medalist, including a, a gold medal at the World Championships. But in um, Madison's career in 2018, she was falsely accused of a doping within a doping scandal. Um, it came out that um, she she had to spend six months suspended, and she had all these awful, awful things said and told to her. She said a lot of people did respect her and they didn't think that it was her. And it eventually came out that it was a, a not a false positive, but a, from a, a substance, a tainted product that she's been using. So she has a, a, an incredible story and she's overcome it, obviously. Uh, but even as she says in the interview and the conversation, it still really affects her to this day. So without further ado, please enjoy this episode with Madison Cox. All right, today, special guest, Madison Cox of USA Swimming, Olympic hopeful for 2020, born May 30th, 1995 from Austin, Texas, started swimming at the age of three years old, graduated from the University of Texas, Austin, Hook'em Horns, has a gold medal and a bronze medal from World Championships, a 12-time Big 12 champion, two-time Big 12 swimmer of the year, seven-time international medalist, swims the 200 IM, 400 IM, 200 freestyle, and 200 breaststroke, and is currently training for the 2020 Games while applying for medical school madison thanks for hanging out with us today i appreciate it yeah thanks for having me i'm honored to be here honored to uh be your guest and just have a little fun this next minutes or however hours. long it takes however sometimes they go longer sometimes they go shorter we're here to have a good time we want to give the audience something um and they're interested in you that's why they're listening and i think that's really important and believe me the pleasure's all mine because I'm not going to the Olympics anytime soon, but I can live vicariously through you if that's all right by following you across all your social medias. Everything will be in the show notes, so so will everybody else. But Madison, growing up in Austin, Texas, it's probably kind of hot, easy to get into a pool. I think I made that connection relatively easily, but I definitely want to hear your story about it and how you got into it all. Yes. Well, actually, Lubbock, Texas. Lubbock. Sorry. Oh, yes. I apologize. No, yes. that's my fault. That's my fault. Yeah. I'm sorry. Moved to Austin. Um after I graduated high school, but yeah, grew up to Lubbock, Texas. So even hotter there even <laughs> prior. So even more, even more so the reason they get into the pool. Um, my sisters did it before me. Uh, it was even hotter sitting in the bleachers, uh, just watching their practice. So I was waiting as early as I could. I got in with them and, and started training and I just found a love in the water. I love it. Um, I've always been like, so what, what drove you to swim competitively? So I grew up with a pool. So I, like, I don't remember learning to swim because I just, once I start remembering, like I was in a pool already. So what drove you to compete, I guess, in swimming and, and what, what gave you that neck, that push to go to the next step? I think that was just my nature. I'm a competitive person, whatever I was doing, what still, whatever I do, I cannot take myself out of a competitive mode, even if it's just like simple things. And I, I can't play board games with my family, for example, because I just <laughs> invested into competitive with it so I think it was just very natural for me at the age at the same time I was doing all the other sports you know I was very passionate about track um, up until I left for college as well uh, basketball volleyball soccer you name it I, I've probably done it ballet uh, I had my mom bring me a trophy for my ballet recital that's a fun story but just I was a competitive um, little girl by nature and and that's kind of stuck with me since then I'm interested in that story if you want to tell it <laughs> 
yeah, so um, I did ball- I chose to do ballet, hated it, and uh, our parents won't let us quit anything in the middle of the season. So my mom was like, why, why did you choose ballet? And I said, you know what? I just wanted the trophy at the end of the season. And my mom was just, what are you talking about? So oh, no. the last, you know, the last final recital, all these other little ballet parents come up with flowers in their yeah. hands. Of course, my mom's sitting there awaiting me with this nice big trophy. And I still have it to this day. So I'm very proud of that. And I that, bet those other girls don't have the flowers. They don't. Flowers, <laughs> they definitely do not have anymore. That is an adorable story, but it definitely, <laughs> definitely speaks to your testament of want winning, uh, wanting to win, being the best. I like that. That's a really cute story. <laughs> oh, how old were you, give or take? Uh, four. About- four. Oh yeah. man, you already yeah. had the perfect head on your shoulders. I love it. That is fantastic. <laughs> so you grew up in Lubbock. You ended up going to Austin to go mm-hmm. join uh, University of Texas. Remind me which college is in Lubbock. Texas Tech. Texas Tech. So there's a little bit of a rivalry here, both Big 12. What What was the reason to pick Texas? I'm, I'm assuming, so take a step back. What was the recruiting process like going into college? Obviously, you're going to one of the better swimming and diving schools in going to UT Austin. I'm assuming you had some feelers out or you were being recruited from other schools around the state, around the world, uh, around the country, correct? Yes, that is correct. Uh, So when I was younger, I think my dream was, I mean, I don't think it was Stanford. Stanford was, you know, Mm -hmm. that was on a pedestal for me and that's where I wanted to go. Um, It wasn't until I, you know, started taking my recruiting trips. I, my dad was very adamant about having an open mind in the entire process. So I did that and I was grateful for that because that is what, you know, led me to Texas. I explored the option, took a recruiting trip there. I did take one to Stanford too. Also love Stanford. Um, but Texas, I just, you just feel this gut feeling. I love the coach. I love the environment. I love the girls on the team. And I just felt like it was something that I wanted to compete for and invest in and try to represent as best I could. Um, and it was easy to represent Texas. I mean, that's where I'm from. That's I, I, the pride is just in me already. Uh, I did not pick Texas tech partially and fully actually, because they don't have a slim team. So that's well, out when I get, yeah. get harassed or something at home. Oh, I didn't, you know, Texas rivalry of tech and um, that, that's my out. They don't have a slum team and that wasn't an option. That's a pretty easy out. And then, yeah. then they should appreciate that at least you stayed in Texas because you usually went to California and remind me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure Texas and California have this little rivalry thing going on in a couple different areas of the, of the world. <laughs> so um, that's pretty cool though. And that, that definitely makes sense. Again, I, I not the biggest uh, college swimming buff out there. I'm not going to lie to you, but I do understand a lot of the uh, swimming athletes that I've interviewed have gone to Texas, Indiana, and a couple of the California schools. So yeah. I, I've figured out kind of where the hot beds are at this point. And it sounds like you're definitely in one of them. Um, so picking Texas, Hook'em horns. Let's go. Um, they're back. Actually, Let, let's start with that. Is Texas back? I need to know. Yes, te- of course Texas is back. Okay, cool. Just needed to know. We'll, we'll yes, leave it at that. Texas I'm just curious. Just out of curiosity, <laughs> just wanted to see if Texas was back. Um, you were a 12-time Big 12 champion. Um, so I'm assuming you can get a championship in each of the uh, specific disciplines that you swim in. Um, what was that like? Like, did you start winning immediately? It was freshman year. When did you win your first one? And which one was the sweetest? Was it like number seven? Was that just like kind of lucky number? Like, what what was that like? Just kind of dominating that much in the Big Twelve. <laughs> um. So I won my first one my freshman year, uh, and I, I mean I was very grateful for it. I won new, newcomer of the meet, and I think newcomer of the year as well. Uh, I was very successful at Big Twelve 
championships. And uh, I, I don't know. I can't say which one in particular. Uh, I really liked relays because you got to do it with your team. You got to do it. It's something's a very, it's a team sport, but it has more individual characteristics than many of the other sports, such as basketball. Um, so I really enjoyed the relay process of getting up there and, and competing with your teammates and the people that you fight with every day in practice and um, getting up and swimming for something bigger than yourself. And so I think the relay titles are, are probably my favorite ones. Yeah. What is that like? I mean, being friends with somebody and then wanting to go out there and just absolutely crushing them. Like how, <laughs> how did you kind of separate those two aspects because they're both very real i mean you're with these girls and these guys all the time i'm sure you're very good friends with not if not all most of them but as you said there is an individual aspect where you're going out and you're trying to win and you want to leave them in the dust so how did you kind of mentally i guess you know kind of separate those two areas yeah no that's absolutely true uh even i mean with the two i am looking forward this year at tokyo there's two of the other girls vying for that spot both once two of my great, great friends. And, you know, I'm, I'm friends with them outside the pool. The second we get in and race, yeah, I want to beat them. You know, I, do I want them to swim well? Yes, but I personally would like to swim better. Um, the second I touch the wall, no matter what happens, you know what, that it comes down to it. They're good people. They're hardworking. They deserve success. And it, you just, you have to support each other. It's a community um, that only gets better by, by bringing each other up. Absolutely. Rising tide lifts all boats, right? Just for a little water reference. But also if, if you're going to, if you're not going to win, which of course you're going to win, let's come on. Um, you'd write, you mean, I guess you'd rather it be your friend so you can still celebrate in some capacity. Now me personally, super salty. Uh, if I lose <laughs> to a friend of mine, I'm actually more angry. Um, than if I lost to some random person, because I don't have to see that person all the time. Not to yeah, say that, that is, they're gonna, that they're not gonna jazz me all the time, but you know, it's it's me. I'm thinking like you, you beat me, <laughs> you, gosh darn it. So, very and uh, very noble of you. You're a much much better person than I. Um, and I guess we'll just leave it at that. But twelve time Big Twelve champion, can you kind of rattle all of them off? And I, I I can time you if you'd like to see. No, I'm kidding. But do you do you actually remember all of them, or like are some of them a blur at this point? Some of them are blur. Uh, I never lost a 200 individual medley. So four of those are at least four years of those. I think I won three years of the 400 IM, three years of the 200 breaststroke. You, you're capped at three individual events for the championship. So um, I swam all my individual events. And then my relays, uh, I was on 800 free relay all four years. Um, and then the, my last two years, I got to swim the breaststroke leg of our medley relays. So, so you, you're saying you would have won more if you were allowed? Um, yeah, yeah. I, well, I don't want to assume I'm that. I'm kidding. I'm um, kidding. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't mean to put you in that spot. It sounds like to me, Madison, in my professional opinion, it sounds like you would have won more if you were allowed. But it's understandable. I mean, it's kind of boring if one person wins everything. But congratulations. I mean, it's incredible. As I said, also, two-time Big 12 Swimmer of the Year. That's absolutely fantastic. And, and again, coming from a conference that has some notable swimming programs, um, you know, that's incredible. Just from a school that has a very notable program. Congratulations on that. That is absolutely incredible. Um, you. you also won gold at the world championships what year was that that was 2017 2017 so this was were you still currently in college or were you just you were I had just I, no I had just finished my senior season. okay so right after your senior season you go to world championships and you win Mm -hmm. That's pretty cool. Um, what was it like being on that stage? I know it's, uh, again, I rattled off seven-time international medalist, but world championships is no, I mean, that's that's the, the pinnacle right next to the Olympics, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so what was that like knowing, like, heck, I'm literally the best person in the world at something? 
<laughs> uh, no, it, it actually was pretty incredible. So my gold medal, I swam uh, two races there. I swam the 200 individual medley, uh, got a bronze in that. And that was probably my one of my most proud moments, I would say. Um, I came from, I was dead last at the 150 wall. So I had a 50 left and I came from behind uh, to get a medal for our country. And I think the moment when you're on the podium um, for the flag ceremony, they, they seem, they play the national anthem of the winner of the event, but your flag, the flag for each, the gold, silver, and bronze medalists um, are, are raised at the time. And so seeing, you know, the American flag raised and knowing that I had, had put in all my hard work and, and gone to practice every day and done everything I could and really invested in this goal and been able to achieve it was really, really, really incredible. Um, and something that I'll never forget. And then it was three or four days later, I was selected to be on the 800 freestyle relay. Um, and again, just swimming for something bigger than yourself. That's, that's the whole thing. That's the whole, that's sports, you know, doing it for something bigger than yourself. Um, doing that for, for team USA in the relay, uh, was really, was really incredible. And I'm really grateful for that opportunity. Well, hey, you deserved it. Um, it's always great to be grateful, but at the same time, you very much deserved it because you were a part of the team and, and you won. Um, congratulations on the bronze medal. I didn't mean to kind of push that aside, of course. <laughs> um, okay. That was individual, so it might mean a little bit more. And as you said, kind of coming from behind, uh, for lack of a better term, is, is also pretty incredible. Um, but congratulations on all of it. Again, World Championships is, is just absolutely amazing. So with that being said, uh, being an integral part of the World Championship team, one year prior was the Olympics 2016. Mm -hmm. what, how close were you? You were still in school. So I don't know, like, what was that whole process like deciding? Well, did you take off any time? Did you take away time from class? Did you train? Like, what, what was going through your mind? And kind of what was some of your, your thoughts during that year or the lead up to it? Yeah, so the, uh, the spring semester before 2016, I kind of took a lighter load. Um, I had planned that out in my schedules, just academically, uh, with my counselors. I was, I told them from the very beginning, look, this, this semester, I want to take a little bit lighter in the school side so I can hone in a little bit harder on the, uh, sports side. And that's what I did. So I took a lighter load. Um, I'm grateful for that. Then I had the summer off of school and, um, yeah, I went to trials. I finished fourth in the 400 IM. That was the first day of trials. I was thrilled with that. I was going in thinking, you know what, if I could just final, that'd be great. So a fourth place finish, I was, I think, a second or second off of making the team in that. Um, I wasn't too devastated. I was happy to be where I was. That really wasn't my main event. Um, I was really focusing on the 200 IM, which was two days later. So two days later, I uh, get to the 2 IM and Prelims went great. So if it's swimming, you have prelims and then you have a semis where the top 16 make it to make it back and swim at night. And then the top eight from the semis make it back to swim the next night at the finals. So I made it through prelims, semis. I think I was seated third for finals uh, in, in a pretty good spot. And in the final, I remember I touched the wall at the 150 mark. So the next year I touched the wall at 150 last. 2016, I touched the wall at 150 right behind the – the uh, top seat. So I was second at the wall thinking all I had to do is come home. Freestyle is mm -hmm. a strong stroke for me. I've got this. Um, the second that thought came through my head, my body froze up like I've never felt it. I was just a block trying to move myself through the water. Um, finished that race, race fourth. I don't know. I never even looked at how far off I was. I mean, just it's all tense and swimming. Mm -hmm. um, that was pretty, 
extremely devastating. Uh, I will never forget sitting in the warm down pool after everyone had left that night, just crying with my coach. And, you know, you think all this hard work, every, all the countless hours you put in the pool. And then at that moment, it's, it's hard to think just, you know, it was all for nothing. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's all about well, the journey, whatever, whatever. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, I, I don't need, yeah, I don't need to give you the inspirational BS. It sounds like you've heard all of it. I mean, that yeah. sucks. I'll give you that. Like that, yeah. that sucks. Um, I was the, as you said it, like, I remember you saying, you know, you were on the 800 freestyle relay. So clearly that means you're one of the best at that. It's just crazy. Um, mental awareness. I like, I, I don't know exactly. Like I'm obviously not going to armchair expert you here, but that just, that sounds like it sucks. Um, it's unfortunate learn from it, move forward. It is what it is. Um, but top exactly. three make the games, right? Or is it top two? Top two and in individual two. events. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So top yeah. two make the games. That's just, yeah. That, and I was that, fourth in both of mine. So. Yeah. Well, the one, it was understandable. The other one that does kind of stink, but Hey, I mean, going to trials, like you probably learned so much about yourself, about your competition and everything. I'm sure it was well, well, well worth it. Um, and then, yeah, again, the next year you come out and you crush it anyway. So it sounds like, um, you know, you're still, still on that path. Um, that just stinks, man. I mean, that, that just is <laughs> awful. Um, so one thing we've kind of gone a little deeper. I, I forgot I was having fun. So thanks for having fun with me, Addison. Um, but can you actually go ahead and explain, we've said these IMs, individual medleys, 200, 400, 800. Could you just explain a little bit? I mean, we have the 200 IM, 400 IM, 200 freestyle, 200 breaststroke are the, the, the strokes that you, um, compete in. And so can you just explain those a little bit and maybe some of the, you know, we don't got to get too nitty gritty, but just a good understanding of each. So that way, when we watch you next year, Tokyo um we know what you're doing and why you're doing it yeah so the individual medleys are uh exactly I guess what they sound like they're an individual medley you swim all four of the strokes uh you do a lap or for the 200 am it's a lap flat butterfly a lap butter backstroke a lap breaststroke a lap freestyle 400 am it's two laps of each um and then 200 breaststroke is just all breaststroke four laps of breaststroke 200 freestyles four laps of freestyle um so yeah, the, I, I enjoy the IMs because the individual medleys, because there's a lot that can happen uh, within a race. You know, you have everyone's better at different mm -hmm. legs of the race. And so it's, it makes it kind of fun and interesting. And then um, it also just, it's a full body breakdown. I mean, the 400 IM has to be one of the toughest events. It's, it's brutal. Um, but it, it's, it's a love hate relationship with that one. <laughs> I was going to say, it's so brutal. You, uh, you won't stop doing it, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's too funny. Um, very cool. Well, thank you for that little bit of a breakdown. Now we'll know the, uh, competitions. And so 200 is your strongest, correct? 200 and, and freestyle, I'm assuming. Uh, the 200 individual medley is my strongest. Mm -hmm. Um, the 200 breaststroke, I'm pretty good at 200 freestyle. I'm pretty good at very cool. And the 400 you just do to punish yourself. So that's great. Yeah, there you that's go. Exactly. Good to, yeah. I mean, you got to have a little bit of, you know, little, little masochism in you. That's always fun too. Um, so congratulations on that 2016, 2017, obviously a little bit of a comeback. Um, I think that's fantastic. So congratulations on all of it, losing, winning. I think it's all great. You're great, Madison. How's that sound? <laughs> um, so after 2017 world championships, 2018, there was a false accusation, uh, with, with doping, um, on your behalf correct so correct. uh you tell the story i'm not trying to put words in anybody's mouth i read it i understand kind of what happened but i definitely want to hear it from your perspective obviously i have some questions that run along with it but just kind of give us a little bit of a rundown if you don't mind yeah absolutely so uh i guess it was 
oh, I don't remember the month anymore. It's all kind of blurred, um, which is probably hopefully for the best. <laughs> but I get a call um, in 2018 saying, look at your email. You failed a truck test. All the emotions are flowing through me at this point. I you know, could not it's imagine. Just like, it's shock. It's disbelief. I, I remember saying, you, you have the wrong you have the wrong phone number. You have the wrong person. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, lo and behold, I, they, I had a positive test. Um, some drug that I had never heard of in my entire life came up on a drug test in such a minuscule amount. Our researchers that, uh, we hired for the lawsuit later, uh, amounted it to a pinch of salt in an Olympic sized pool. So that's how much was found in my system, uh, of this unknown drug. So from that, from the moment I got that phone call, it took me a while to digest it and actually wrap my head around it all. Um, did you it think was, it was like a prank? Like, did that ever run through? Cause like, obviously oh, you're on a huge scale. A lot of people know who you are. Like, was that something like, Oh, you're not funny. Like what's going on? No, absolutely. I, I, you know, I thought about people who may have been in contact with any of the water I drank, anything, you know, what, what could have happened? Also, I thought of the lab. What if, you know, the lab isn't mm -hmm. as, gold standard as they hold themselves to and maybe that they had a false positive somewhere in there um but so we immediately hired an environmental contamination lawyer and the whole puzzle from there was figuring out where the heck this thing came from um we ended up not being able to find out initially uh so we went to switzerland and fought in a hearing in front of fina who is we my lawyer and I, okay. my, my, and my mom came with us. My, so my parents were mm -hmm. the only people who I knew at this point were a small circle of my lawyer, my yes. son coach and my two parents, um, not, no siblings, even just very, very close circle. This was really hard for me to do. Just kind of fight this battle somewhat alone. Yeah. That's uh, incredible. So we went to, we went to Switzerland fighting water. So we thought it has to be in the water source. They had found this drug in a water source up in New Jersey. You know, they found it in the Colorado river, connects to Austin, maybe it's a stretch. So we had no idea though. Um, they, my initial ban was four years and they reduced it to two years based on good, good character. So they said, we know you didn't initially take something. You're a good person. We know that. But since you can't give us a definitive source, we cannot let you off with no ban. I was. What's that like? Yeah. I, I, Someone could tell you, Hey, we believe you, but you're yeah, suspended from yeah. the thing that you've been doing but since I, you were three. I still want to ruin your life. So, um, yeah, so I, I wrote this terrible, terrible note and I still have it on my phone to the, to the people at the court of Switzerland. And I never, obviously never sent it, but just to get all my, that, that, those were just the, the very, you know, firsthand immediate emotions that I was feeling. Um, so that puts me at missing our qualifications for pan packs in the next year's worlds. It was a huge qualification summer that summer in, in 2018. Um, they selected a full year early for worlds. So I'm automatically not going to worlds in 2019, which is obviously devastating coming from 2017 when I had just um, won a few medals there. Um, so we ended up testing my multivitamin. We had no idea to didn't even think to test it. It's thousands of dollars to test any substance. We tested my contact solution, um, this eyelash stuff that I was using, lotion I was using, deodorant, everything. We had no idea what it could be in. Um, 
we didn't think my multivitamin initially because I've been taking it for seven years. It was just a benign multivitamin. I, I thought people tested positive for, you know, those crazy animal powders that you put mm. in a swollen. So um, my lawyer said, you know what? I don't think we need to take the test the multivitamin. So we ended up testing it later and it, lo and behold, it's in there. And um, after that was sent to the court, then um, sent to FINA, that, that's the world governing swimming body. And they immediately rescinded my ban and I was fine to swim. Um, but it was a very devastating, emotional six months of just, just anger, <laughs> um, you know, sadness. I was depressed for a long, a long period of that time. Um, and just, yeah, the full range of emotions. And I, I'm still working my way through it, you know, emotionally. We're currently in a battle against, so we took action against the supplement company. Um, and that's, it's coming to a close, which is good. Um, but it's just still, I, it's, I can't believe it still goes through my mind every single day. There's not a day that I just have not thought about it at all. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a huge, huge event and I'm sure there are still ramifications from it. Obviously, again, with being in the legal battle, I'm sure that that doesn't help, um, you know, the, the, the mental, uh, you know, aspect of what you're going through, obviously, uh, yeah. something is necessary, something has to be done, right? Uh, so it, it, it makes sense, but legal battles take forever. Um, and just kind of having it continue to draw on, even though this seems pretty clear cut, um, lawyers, man, so it is what it is there. Um, yeah. yeah, being told you're truthful and still getting suspended to me, that just has to be one of the weirdest kind of like, I, again, I understand, I don't, how do I want to say this? Like, if there's no way to show where it came from, I see why they feel it's necessary to ban you. I, I'm assuming you then took another drug test, right? Like a B sample or something to show. And yeah, did that I mean, come I positive? Take, I had taken many. No, it wasn't in anything else. Oh, the, the, so when you take your drug test, when you take your drug test, you split it into two bottles. There's an A sample and a B sample. So it came up positive in both samples. Oh, okay. So that's how we knew it couldn't have been a false positive from the lab. Yeah. Okay. And then, oh man, that's just crazy to me. I mean, that's, so as you said, the lead up to it, it's just pretty much you, your lawyer and your parents know. I mean, that, as you said, it's a pretty difficult thing to go through, not by yourself, but essentially by yourself. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, I'm assuming your parents and your lawyer believed you, but that's just got to be like a very weird, weird situation where you're kind of just walking on eggshells pretty much with everything you're doing. I mean, congratulations for getting through that uh, with, I mean, that, that alone I think is worthy of a gold medal, but um, what were, what was that six months like? I mean, once that came out and people start, there was an outreach, I'm sure. And I'm sure everyone was like, did you like, what, like, what was that six months like initially? And then, as you said, I mean, obviously you were pretty depressed, but rightfully so, but like, what was that six months like kind of being in this just awful spot of knowing you did nothing wrong, but at the same time, constantly being constantly reminded that you did or did not do something wrong. Yeah. So the time period where only my parents and my lawyer knew that was actually, I mean, definitely the hardest part. The second that it came out and everyone knew, and I just had this outpouring of love and support from everyone I'd ever been on a national team with, or, you know, everyone that was on my world team or 
you know, Texas team, everyone. I just, I was just blown away by the support. Anyone, and that was also what kind of had got me through it. I thought anyone who knows me as a person, as a competitor, as anything would know that I would never do that. So I didn't have to worry about that. I don't care about everyone else, honestly. Everyone can have their own opinions. You know, there's always going to be those trolls on the internet, whatever. I turned a blind eye to it and I was able to get through it a lot more easily once I had that support uh, from all my teammates and friends. Yeah, that's that. The internet's an awful, awful place. Try not to yes, spend too much time there, uh, unless you're listening to this podcast, because we have some <laughs> incredible stories here, like Madison's. Um, then it gets rescinded, you know, as you said, and it comes up that it was in this multivitamin, which maybe I should stop taking my multivitamin. I don't know. Um, <laughs> might throw all mine out after this, but what? Um, I'm assuming once that happened, you got again more love and support, knowing like, heck yeah, we're excited to have you back open arms are do you still feel like there's kind of like ramifications from competitors and teammates like well you know like it, do you feel any of that like kind of the after effects of it even though it was rescinded i'm sure sure there's people out there that are like well you know kind of thing does that does that come up ever uh no it actually doesn't come Good. up like i said i f- i feel as though and I, I like I feel this not just in my mind, but like based on pe- what people have spoken to me and you know the conversations we've had. Anyone who knows me knows I I didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. I'm completely innocent and just got a lightning strike of bad luck. Um, so I've never felt that the swimming community is pretty small. So I know all my competitors. Um, we're all good friends, and uh, I, I've never felt anything like that. I've only good. felt, at least from the swimming community, my friends and my family just just support. Mm-hmm. That's great. And I mean, to be totally honest, really all I can go after or go off of is, and I watch a lot of sports. So this happens all the time, baseball, football, hockey, basketball. Um, and usually everyone's welcome back relatively quickly. And that's after they admitted to doing something wrong. Yeah, so I'm assuming if you came, if it came back, like, Oh wait, no, like you were fine. You didn't do anything wrong. Um, but I was just kind of curious. Cause again, I don't know the swimming community too, too well. So it's nice to know that everyone is, is pretty uh, understanding and open about that. So yeah, that, that must've been like the worst. What was that? How, what was the time frame from getting that phone call to it being rescinded about a year, a little over, a little under? Um, a little under like mm-hmm. nine months. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that's a terrible nine months. Um, and yeah. I'm sure the right after you feel great, but as you said, it's still something that weighs on you today, yeah, uh, exactly. which is is really terrible. And hopefully, again, once a lot of the legal issues and everything kind of gets away, and we see you make the 2020 Olympic team, um, really excited for that. It should be kind of cool. So, um, talk about 20. Let's talk about 20. So. 2019. So you did miss the world, as you said, which kind of stinks. I um, did. Um, were there any other competitions that you were able to go to, to kind of, you know, keep your, keep your standing? Cause you have to qualify for the Olympics, right? So how are you able to do that? If some of the biggest events you're not capable of going to? Um, so actually it was just worlds and pan packs the previous okay. year. Um, so I competed at us nationals this summer and I guess that was my big uh, meet back. And so that went very well for me. I was happy. Um, just like kind of a, as a comeback meet, there's a little bit mm-hmm. more pressure just in general. I haven't competed in over in about a year or so. So um, that was a lot of pressure. Uh, but I, I felt like I handled it well and, and competed to my best ability, which I was happy with. And then for 2020 trials, that's in July of 2020. It's just right before the games. Um, so I, I still have a fair shot at that mm-hmm. and everything is completely fine. 
killer. That's what we like to hear. Um, and you're so for 2020, what are the disciplines that you're going to be shooting for? Obviously, 200 IM. Um, we're going to do 400 just for the devastation. Uh, but what, what are the other uh, disciplines you plan on um, trying for? So the 200 freestyle is actually the same day as the 200 IM. So that one makes it a little bit tricky. Um, we'll see about that one. But the 200 freestyle does qualify the top six spots. So that's more appealing to mm-hmm. because it's a little yeah. easier to make. Um, but it is more competitive because of the yeah. uh, increased number of spots. And then the 200 breaststroke as well. That'll be after the 200 IM slash 200 freestyle. And when are the relay teams? How and when are they chosen? That's chosen off of the 200 freestyle. So that's why they oh, pick okay. spots. Because the top four are on the relay and the other the five and six are alternates, but they still get to go to the games. That's still cool. Well, hopefully yeah. you're in the top four and then that way you can do all of it. And I think, no, be in the top two and then that way you can do individual, yeah. you can do the relay. That's killer. Yeah. Awesome, Madison. I love it. Um, all right. So that's a lot about your swimming career. One thing I want to ask, as I said earlier, you're currently training for the 2020 games and applying to medical school. Um, any reason why you're applying to medical school, just out of curiosity, does it have anything to do with the uh, potential false accusation or has medical school always been in the, uh, in the cards? Medical school's always been in the cards. Uh, my dad's a physician, so I idolized him a lot growing up. Um, our whole community at home was filled with, saturated actually with physicians. So um, I got kind of a firsthand seat of seeing their lives, the, the lives that they changed, hearing all the stories. And I, I, it just really intrigued me and sparked my interest from a young age. And that kind of just held on. Um, I held on to that going through college science just naturally clicked for me and my ultimate goal is just, you know, making the world and the people around you a better place. And so, uh, becoming a physician is just another step towards that goal. Love it. And any specific type of physician, um, that you're looking like a general, like pediatric, uh, like what, what exactly are you trying to get into? If you even know. No, I don't know yet. I, I keep on, I follow a lot of physicians, uh, shadow them. And I also work at the uh, Children's Hospital, just volunteer there. And every time I come out of a certain specialty, I'm like, oh, I love this. But then I go to another, I'm like, uh-huh. oh, I love that. So I'm just kind of tr- uh, trying to keep an open mind and just see uh, whatever passion I have, just hold on to that and, and follow, follow. I love it. Yeah, I mean, why not, right? Check it out. You got a little bit of time. When, um, when are you, so with, so I assume 2020 is going to be a little difficult to go to medical school, right? So yeah. what, like, what is, like, what is your goal with swimming and medical school? And when do you see kind of these things either intertwining or one starting and one stopping? Or how exactly are you? How far into that process are you? Um, so I'm pretty far into the uh, application for med school. I've done all my primary application secondaries. And I'm currently in the process of doing interviews. So the plan is to go to 2020, obviously the games. And then right after I would go to medical school. Okay. Yeah, so I've a lot of the interviews I have to talk about. Is it okay if, you know, I missed the first week white coat ceremony um, because I'd be competing still. Um, most of them are very happy to accommodate that. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm pretty sure if you're like, Hey, I'm going to be at the Olympics. Like, is it cool if I miss this? I'm sure you can yeah. figure out anything that's necessary. I'm sure they're very, very open with that. Yes, are you are. willing to share any of the schools you're interviewing with or are you a little, um, or do we want to kind of keep that on the deal? No, no, that's fine. I've already done my interview at Texas Tech, so I was happy to go home for that. Oh, okay. Um, I have one scheduled at Baylor and Texas uh, and Houston on November 1st. And then I'm also a lot of some of my outer state schools, um, Stanford is, I've never, Uh (laughs) never taken Stanford off my mind um, in Vanderbilt. 
Uh, I haven't heard back from those yet and just kind of, I'm just waiting. Yeah. Very cool. Well, congratulations. I mean, this is some incredible, incredible schools. And yeah, going back home for a little while, maybe people get off your back when you tell them, well, I have a doctorate (laughs) from Texas Tech. That's kind of nice, right? Um, So congratulations on all that. And then the last thing, Madison, I want to ask you about, I hear you're really into greeting cards. Yes, that is correct. Like, how do you get into greeting cards? Where does that come (laughs) from? I'm so curious. Yeah, it started last holiday season. Um, I made just... A, a ton of cards, Christmas cards. I thought it was kind of nice. It was more sincere, uh, thoughtful. And I, I really like to think about the person and then incorporate some aspects of them specifically into the card, as well as, you know, if it's their birthday or Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever it may be. Uh, so that kind of sparked my interest in it. And then I just kept it going. You know, I have time at night. I get home. I'm exhausted. I can't do anything physically. So I, I, I can sit there and make a card and it makes me happy and it relaxes me. And then the ultimate goal of them is to make the receiver of the card happy. So um, hopefully I'm doing that in the process. Uh, and it, it's fun too. You know, I have a lot of friends that went to college with me that are now gone in a way in Atlanta or Boston or wherever it may be. And so it's kind of nice to connect with them that way too. You know, I can always text, but I, I just, or I guess I'm a little old school and and thinking that the nice handwritten card is there's just something special about it. There is nothing like receiving a handwritten card in the mail. Um, sincerely, I, I I mean that coming from a business background, that's something that you know just send someone something once a year. You don't it doesn't have to be a like a monthly or a quarterly thing. Once a year, people remember it. Um, so I think that's important. Do you have like an Etsy site or anywhere that we can all go and buy these cards by any chance? You know, I've actually, my roommates and I were just talking about that because I was like going to start walking dogs on the side just for like a little extra cash or something. Um, and they're like, you should start selling your cards. And I really should. I have a highlight of them on my Instagram, but now that you, you're, you kind of sparked my interest in it too. Um, so maybe, maybe in the future I'll have something like that out. Hopefully that'd be kind of cool. So I would need to send Christmas cards to all my family and friends. So I, if I need to hand up, I'll be your first customer, Madison. That's not a problem. Just give me a site and I'll share it with the world. I promise you that. Um, you. Madison, that's it for me. Thank you so much for your time. One more time, Madison Cox, USA Swimming, Olympic hole for 2020. We plan on seeing you there. We're very excited for it. Sincerely, thank you for your time. And um, yeah, this was awesome. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for having me. I had a great time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode with Madison Cox. As I said, incredible person. She's so charismatic. She was so much fun to talk to. Um, Very difficult to believe that she would have done any of that stuff. And obviously she didn't. So it's super helpful Um, and very, very grateful that I had the opportunity to have this conversation with her. Obviously have, uh, you know, just a good understanding of what happened to her, but also her entire career. Because uh, again, she has a very good shot at going to the Olympics and winning. For the United States, so I'm very, very happy that we had the opportunity to speak with her. Um, so thank you so much to Madison, to Christine for setting that up. It's always a pleasure. Please, everybody follow Madison on all her social medias. Everything will be in the show notes. Please follow us as well. Everything is in the show notes. Please give this show five stars. Super helpful when people are looking at it. They see, wow, it has a lot of in, uh, um, has a lot of episodes. It has a lot of stars. It has a lot of reviews. That's always great. Uh, But it also helps with the algorithms, if I'm not mistaken. So it helps pop that up and more and more people can see the show. They can see these episodes and get a feel for what our Olympic athletes go through all the time. So thank you all so much. And without further ado, make it a wonderful day.